99% of people are not willing to do what it takes to make their dreams come true. The Marines have a saying, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. The center of bringing any dream into fruition is self-discipline. You know, some, something as simple as food and eating, it, it's not about your, your body as much as it is about your mind. It's getting command of your mind to be able to choose actions that are in your own best interest. Every day, we are choosing shit that's not in our own best interest. So if the world is attacking you and the world wants to fight you and the world's trying to hold you down, so you're going to kick yourself in the balls? So you're going to stop yourself from getting what you dream. And I think the word discipline has kind of gotten a, a bad name. We think about it in terms of punishment. I'm not, I'm not talking about discipline in that way. I'm talking about discipline in the sense that you, you forego immediate pleasure for the exchange of long-term self-respect. I believe that self-discipline is the definition of self-love. That when you say that you love yourself, that means that you have behavior towards yourself that is loving. Self-discipline is the center of all material success. You cannot win the war against the world if you can't win the war against your own mind. Self-love is when you say to yourself, oh, man, look, I know you and that girl got a real connection. Um, I know y'all vibe, but that's your girl's cousin. So I love you too much to let you do that. It's like you say to yourself, hey man, look, I know you wanna eat that pizza and it'll be really good, you know, but I can't let you eat that, man, because if, if you eat that pizza, you're gonna feel like shit, you know, and I, I just, I love you too much to let you eat that. Self-love is, hey, look, I know you got a, a, a test on Monday, you know, and I know you really want to go out with your friends and Saturday night you want to go out, but if you fail that test, you're not going to feel good about yourself. You know, I just, I love you too much to let you go out tonight. Self-discipline is self-love. If you want to be happy, you have to love yourself, which means you have to discipline your behavior. The road to sustained Happiness is through disciplining your behavior. We tend to base our self-esteem on what other people think. And that's not really self-esteem. Self-esteem is supposed to be how we feel about ourselves. And I was just saying how dangerous it is to allow other people to determine how you're going to feel about you. And it's kind of like looking into a broken mirror. You're gonna look in a broken mirror and then change your face to try to look good in this defiled, busted, broken mirror. And it, it just other people's opinions 
is a really way to determine how we feel about ourselves. Don't matter whose fault it is that something is broken, if it's your responsibility to fix it. For example, it's, it's not somebody's fault if their father was an abusive alcoholic, but it's for damn sure their responsibility to figure out how they're gonna deal with those traumas and try to make a life out of it. It's not your fault if your partner cheated and ruined your marriage, but it is for damn sure your responsibility to figure out how to take that pain and how to overcome that and build a happy life for yourself. Fault and responsibility do not go together. It sucks, but they don't. When something is somebody's fault, we want them to suffer. We want them punished. We want them to, to pay. We want it to be their responsibility to fix it, but that's, that's not how it works, especially when it's your heart. Your heart your life, your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. Learn about crypto and get paid as you learn. You're listening to Spoken Soul Sessions. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and looted dances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black. And I'm happy to be here today. Spoken Soul Family, what's good? We got another one today. Family. I hope you're in pursuit of your dreams. I hope you're on your path. I hope you're not letting or allowing anything to throw you off course. I hope you are content in your own skin. I hope you are satisfied of who you are. Today, we're going to wrap things up with the final part dedicated to my queens out there I did a four part series for the for the fellas for my brothers out there I, I did the podcast putting in the work uh, the measure of a man uh, 
and the other two escape me right now, but they're all up. I did a four-part series uh, dedicated to the brothers, and uh, I felt it was only right to do it for the for the ladies as well. So I did Ain't I a Woman. That was the first installment. The second one was, I believe it was Procrastination. Then the third one, Finishing What You Start. And then this is the final installment of that four-part series, which is Self-Discipline. Now, I started the show with a motivational clip. You know, uh, it was Will Smith was the narrator, you guys can tell. But uh, I thought that that particular motivational video and I'm going to put the I'm going to put the link in the description for this particular podcast so you guys can check out the the whole video in its entirety but this this motivation this one right here it hits home self-discipline and a lot of times I, I really want to get into this because a lot of times we we equate discipline to punishment and we think and we think that they're synonymous with one another that discipline means punishment but it's not you know if and like and like the brother said in the video in the um in a clip any type of material success any type of material success and that's the key word material success that you would achieve in this life you need self-discipline in order to attain it so it's very important and a lot of times we look at discipline as something as a punishment but it's not you know the discipline is the things that keep you in line that sets you up to that pretty much sets you to say okay look I got a regimen. I got a path. I got a I got a schedule. I'm going to have to keep it no matter what. The discipline would be all these different things coming to distract you, but you're staying focused on course and you're like, "Nope, I got to do this." That's the discipline. And a lot of times, you know, when we when we dealing dealing in relationships, dealing particularly in relationships, it's the lack of discipline that our, that allows our relationships to go crazy. It's that lack of self-discipline that allows us to go wayward. And we just so, you know what I mean? We, we going off every little single thing and everything is haywire. It's that discipline. It's that discipline that's needed in order to attain any type of material success in this world. And a lot of us, we look for a lot of material things. Who don't? Who don't want material things? You know, who don't want nice things? Who don't want to see the fruits of their hard work? Who don't want to see that? But a lot of times, you know, going in order, you know, is that we, we talked about finishing what you start. We talked about finishing what you start. We talked about not procrastinating. If you start something, don't first of all don't don't procrastinate to even initiate something. If you want something in this life, you got to begin. You got to be the one to initiate. 
it's your responsibility. If you say you want something, it's your response. It's your responsibility to initiate the process that's going to get that thing for you, whatever it is. It is your responsibility. And a lot of times we don't even get to that thing because we procrastinate. We procrastinate. And then we procrastinate for so long and then we finally pick it up. And then when we when we pick it up, we don't finish. We don't finish. So if you notice how I placed the first two podcasts, you know, the procrastination, then finishing what you start. The self-discipline is a thing that governs both of those two. The self-discipline is what's going to keep you from not procrastinating and it's going to assist you is going to motivate you to finish whatever you start it's very important it's very important so we say we like we we talked about in the last podcast we 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 do a lot of lip service we do a lot of oh i want this or i'm this and i'm that but we don't back it up with our actions we don't back it up with our actions And I gave a few examples in the previous podcast dealing with relationships when I'm using the example of of women because that's what we're dealing with right now. But you're in a relationship and the situation, the individual that you're with is not bringing you nothing. It's not bringing anything to the table. The The individual that you're with is becoming a hindrance for you. It's becoming a, a burden for you. And relationships, it don't supposed to be a burden. It's supposed to be an equal opportunity for both parties to succeed together in doing any endeavor they choose. But a lot of times you have one party of the relationship who who takes for granted the other part. And if you're in a situation like that, before it gets out of hand, you need to do some serious introspection. You need to do some serious introspection to say, all right, let me weigh this individual let me let me look at the last five text messages this individual sent me are these things that this person is telling me the things this individual is telling me is it is it something that's motivating me is it something that's igniting my fire or is it something that's dousing my fire is it something that's igniting my fire or is it something that's dousing my fire look at the people around you look at this look at your situation Look at your situation. And a lot of times we fall victim because we think, oh, it's too late. I'm too old. It's it's too late. I can't do nothing about it. It This is just the way things are. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. The furthest thing from the truth. How many different paths you think an individual travels or how many different paths the individual tread upon before they find their path? It's never too late. And that's the beauty of life. The beauty of life is that that's the journey. That's the journey. And the things you pick up along the way helps you on that journey. The knowledge you pick up. And one thing about knowledge is never knowledge until until you apply it. It's never knowledge until you apply it. It's just information. It's information until you say, okay, I'm going to apply this. Now, when you apply it, now you have knowledge. And a lot of times we, we, we feel that we're knowledgeable of a lot of things and we're just, we're just informed. We're just informed about a lot of things. 
information is it will remain information until you utilize it and once you utilize that information it then becomes knowledge so the things we pick up along the way the things we pick up you know in our in our journey in our life you know heartbreak there's lessons to learn there's lessons to there's lessons to learn in every relationship there's lessons and if you're on a constant road you're on a constant path to make you better to make you better you have to be able to just look at things for more than just face value you have to be able to look at things at a whole you have to look at things in layers in different elements peel back layers you know just don't have a shallow view of everything sometimes things is right there in front of you showing you the path you need to take but you ignore it because it conflicts with your emotions it conflicts with uh uh oh but i love him he treats you like shit but i love him you know you got that one negative friend you got that negative person or it could be more than one but you got that negative person that you notice that always hindering your growth Every time you embark on something new, every time you embark on something uh, 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 prosperous or, or, or it, it has the potential to be very prosperous, you have individuals who will knock you down. You have to evaluate what's around you and have the discipline, have the self-discipline to know when to cut things off. That's the discipline. To cut things off. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie Heat. But in that movie Heat, Al Pacino, he was talking to Robert De Niro. And they was talking about, you know, he's like, he said, he told Robert De Niro, he said, look, he said, I don't attach anything that I'm not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if I feel the heat coming around the corner. Now that's that's a real iconic part of the movie. But there's so there's so many different layers in that in that one little clip. The discipline, being able to cut things off, being able to stop it at the root and feel no way about it to go on. Of course, it's going to hurt. Of course, you, you, you develop feelings for a person and things of that nature, but then they show you that they're not who you thought they were. It's time for you to cut ties. It makes no sense to stay in a situation that's just going to prove it's, it's, it's unbeneficial for you now. Imagine if you continue and you have kids. Is it going to profit those kids you're going to have? Because once you have kids with someone, people could say, oh, you can get rid of a person. Nah, when you have kids with a person, you are tied to that person for life, period. There's no getting around it. You are tied to that person for life, whether you like them or not, whether you're deeply in love with them or you hate their guts. You are connected to that person. Y'all shared, y'all shared something together that that you you always gonna share. So, I mean, when you look at it, you have to have that discipline and be able to say, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow this thing to fester. I'm not gonna allow it to fester. I'm not gonna allow this thing to eventually destroy me. It's a discipline in that. And that's not punishment. That's not punishment. 
And a lot of people think about discipline like, oh, I'm going to discipline you. No, discipline don't mean punishment. And definitely self-discipline, you have to have that. Self-discipline go hand in hand with self-preservation. You got to give a damn about you. And if you don't give a damn about you, something is really, really wrong. And every day, this is this is what we play out. This is what plays out. We do actions contrary to the belief that we love ourselves. We do things that's the direct opposite of saying that we love ourselves. It's time, it's 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 time to set boundaries. Nothing, nothing, nothing profits an individual for, for having no boundaries. And there's a saying, they say, anybody who feels a way by you setting boundaries in your life, any individual who feels a way about that and going to get pissed off is, oh, you changing up, you switching up. Any individual who, who will, be, will be upset that you set boundaries for yourself is the individuals who benefit from you having none. Individuals who benefit from you having no boundaries. Individuals who benefit from you having no standards. Individuals who benefit from you having no barometer, no type of, 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 of moral compass for you to make a right decision because they benefit from it. They benefit from your ignorance. They benefit from your folly. They benefit from your stupidity. And at the end of the day, who can you blame? Who can you blame? This is going out to all my sisters. Because a lot of times, and we're going to get deep into this in coming podcasts. Because a lot of times... When you like, I believe it was Malcolm who said that if you want to rectify the society, that you have to do it through the woman. You have to do it through the woman. And a lot of the things that plague us as a people is because of the warped views that's that 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 we give to our women. And it, it goes hand in hand. It's not to say, oh, the women are the fault. No, the men are the fault. We are collectively at fault. We are collectively collectively together at fault because we don't know how to communicate with one another. We don't know how to get to the point where we can progress together. It's always been in our community uh, an individual thing. Either the man is the breadwinner or the woman is the breadwinner. But it ain't going to be two. It ain't going to be both. Both of them can't be the breadwinner and coexist together. This has always been our problem. We can't coexist. We can't exist together monetarily when we get to when we both get money. We can't get money together and build together. There's always a hindrance because we've been so conditioned to doing it by ourselves. When you look at Big Mama, Mama, big mama holding down all the bills. No man is around. She take care of everything. Her word is the last word. It doesn't matter. If she say no is no. You dig what I'm saying? You've been in those type of households. We've seen them. They've made movies about it. We've been in those type of households. 
Then we've been in the type of households where the man is the breadwinner. The woman is docile and she doesn't work. She doesn't do anything, but she just listens to him. And he just run things and, and he, he just, the, the household is, is just, everything is strict, void of love and emotion and nurturing and things of that nature because he's running things. That's the way he chooses to run, uh, run things. But what if, what if, what if we came together? What if we did it together? What if the, the amount of money that you made didn't determine on how I was going to treat you? If you made money or you didn't make money to know and realize your contribution to the relationship. Because in our community, and I'm talking specifically to the black community, in our community, it's the money that talks. If you ain't bringing in no money, oh, you, you don't have the right to be a man. You don't have the right to, to, to say, oh, this is what we're going to do. Because you, don't, you ain't got no job. You ain't bringing in no money. I'll bring in all the money. I pay all the bills. So I'm going to say what goes and what not and what don't go. This, this concept is what is what ruins us because we already, they, they, we already got society against us. We already got them against us, but then we're against us. So it's self-perpetuate It's self-perpetuating. We, they started and then we perpetuate it. We, we continue it going. We keep the cycle going. We keep the cycle going. But what if, what if we just stop and thought for one second and say, let's coexist together? Can we have that self-discipline enough to see the virtue and honor in one another and, and know each other's contribution to the relationship without the, 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 without the guise of money as the catalyst? Because when money is there, people change. When you're making the money, you can say what you want. Do what you want. That's the way things go. But can we recognize each other's value with, without the money being in the equation? Can you, look at that, can you look at that king and see his kinghood? See that he's a king without him having uh, making $70,000, $80,000 a year? Or over $100,000 a year? Can you see that? Can you see the king in him if he worked in a mechanic shop? That's what he did. Can you see the king in him? And fellas, can you see the queen in her? Can you see her contribution? Can you see her contribution void of just sex? Void of just sex. Oh, she got a fatty. Yo, shorty got a fatty. Take sex out of the equation. Can you see her value beyond sex? Yo, she got, yo, she give good dome. Oh, yo, yo. That's the only thing that attracts you to this beautiful queen? We got our wires crossed. And that's why in our community, we face the problems we face. And they're not getting any better because we're not addressing them. It's time for us to address our issues. To have self-discipline to say, oh, no, I'm not going to stand for that. Because let me tell you something, ladies. Let me tell you something. When you ladies make the stand and you say, look, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. We as men have to step up. We have to step up. You allow these men to do anything and then you reward them with the most precious gift of yourself. You give it to them freely.
and they use you, abuse you, throw you away. When would you say stop? I'm not I'm not I'm not dealing with men like that. And if you stop dealing with men like that, it'll be far less men like that to deal with. Because men will get on it, the, they'll get on it, the, they'll get on the train. They'll get on the train. If all the sisters out there, and I'm not, and trust me, I'm not putting this blame on my queens. I'm just, I'm just using it and saying this from a strategic point of view. If the women, if the women had one notion to say, look, we the women of this community, we're not gonna holler at none of these individuals out here doing this dirt. That's throwing, that's throwing our community under the bus, robbing old folks, peddling that dope and all that shit in our community. You know what I'm saying? Just out doing nothing, just bullshitting, lollygagging, shooting guns. You know what I'm saying? Just doing dumb shit. Nothing productive. We're not giving them the time of day. And I guarantee if you sisters stop giving these brothers the time of day, they will straighten up. They will straighten up. They will straighten up. Because in essence, men will follow a woman's lead. Because a man initially would do anything it takes to get in her good graces. If he likes her, if he wants to be with her, you see it in the behavior. A man likes a woman, what are you going to do? He's going to buy her flowers. He's going to buy her breakfast. You know what I mean? You trying to highlight at her and all that. You're going to be doing everything in your possibility and your ability to basically, look, I'm a good guy. Open doors for you. You know, oh baby, what you what you want to eat? Oh, what, what you you want this? You want that? He'll he'll do anything he can to get in your graces because he likes you. So if you if he wanted him in your graces, you say, all right, he's a good fella. You know what I'm saying? Let me inspire this brother. Yo, I don't I don't deal with no men who ain't got no plan. If you ain't got no plan of what you want to be like, what you want to do, where you want to be at five, ten years from now, and you ain't got no if you're not actively pursuing that then no i can't deal with you you're cute and all but nah i'll pass you tell a man that that's gonna give him motivation a word you think i'm cute okay let me go get me a trade let me go do something let me let me bring something back let me get on the ball because you're the one that i want and a lot of times women you women you you take you take for granted your true power Men are very physically stronger than women. Granted, yes, we know this. Very physically stronger. But women possess the mental power to overpower a man. A woman, I always equate it to a horse and a rider. The man is the horse and the woman is the rider. And this woman has to know when to increase the speed and when to pull back. When to slow down, when to slow down. A, an experienced rider wouldn't, wouldn't drive a horse off the cliff. It wouldn't, it wouldn't drive a horse off the cliff, an experienced rider. If an, a, an experienced rider of a horse, they're riding, they see some, some debris or something and all that, they're going to go around it, they're going to steer the horse around that. But they're not going to go straight off the cliff with the horse because they died too. You know, or the horse might stop and throw them off. You know what I mean? They may go over. But when you look at that analogy, 
a woman has to be very wise in how she controls her man, how you control him, how you inspire him, how you can inspire him to be greater, or you can just crush him to think that he's nothing. Yes, men have a physical ability over women, but women possess the power. They, they are the true organizers of everything. They decide and dictate how things are going. When women stop accepting certain things, then those things will no longer exist. They will no longer exist. Because once you see that this is something that's going to eventually, like, yo, she ain't going to mess with me if I'm doing that. Look at look at people. I, I'll give you a prime example. I'll give you a prime example of how this works. I'm going to use I'm going to use the word dealing with the homosexual the um the LGBTQ community. Now, if you look and you study their community, you can look and you know that a lot of things that they got they wrote the they wrote the coattail of the Civil Rights Act. Granted, but when you look at the diligence, if you look at the diligence of the people who lobbied and protest and they wouldn't take no for an answer. Look at the LGBTQ community now. When was the last time you heard the F word? When I say F word, I don't even want to say it. But when was the last time you heard the F word on in any media? You know what I'm saying? The last person that said that got fired. Um, I believe it was Isaiah um Washington. Isaiah Washington from the um that ER show i believe he called one of them dudes a f the f word you know what i'm saying and they fired him now when i was growing up as a kid when i was growing up as a kid this word was used like everyday language this was like the ultimate insult to call a person that you know what i'm saying but i notice now that i'm older and i see the way the world changed so i know it's possible that they don't use that word no more. You may you, you may hear it in the street. You may hear it in the street, but you don't hear that word in media no more. You don't hear that word in uh in like movies and things of that nature. You don't hear it in a dialogue no more. But before, that used to be a, a, a average word that you can hear. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even considered pretty much a curse word. You would hear it on regular TV. It was nothing. You know what I'm saying? Little sissy. They, they went, you know what I'm saying? But now you hear people, they're more mindful. They're more mindful because the people stood up and said, look, we're not going to accept this anymore. And when you when you refuse to accept something, things got to change. Because things going to keep moving. The order of things is going to keep moving. It's going to keep moving. But now you got one party say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that no more. So what's going to happen? You're going to overpower them and still do it? No, it's going to be a war. It's going to be a rift. You know what I mean? And nobody want confrontation. You know what I mean? So you got to really basically look at it from a holistic point of view. Look at the entire scenario and see what your power is as a woman. Your power as a woman is to elevate your king. To elevate your king. And how do you elevate him? It's not about just telling him, yo, king, you got to elevate. No, it's not about that. It's about withdrawing from him the thing that he wants the most to withdraw from him. And if he see that what he's doing is repulsing the woman that he loves, he's going to change that. Period. You take for granted your power. 
and know that you have power over men. You do. You have power. You have you have influence. Influence is a perfect word. You have influence over him. But you take your influence for granted. You take that influence for granted. You can rise him up and he has influence over you and he takes it for granted. He has influence over you. And a lot of times men take that influence that they have over women for granted. Look how many pimps you have. It was one time when it was a pimp culture. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to be a pimp. You know what I mean? Back in the early 2000s somewhere when 50 and them came out, uh, a big pimping, uh, Jay-Z, everybody was on the pimp wave. Oh, I'm a pimp. Magic Don Juan, pimp, 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 pimp. What do you think that's, what do you think that is? That influence that men can use to manipulate women. But it's the influence that we can both use in a positive way. We can enforce and reinforce those positive affirmations of one another to say that, oh, look, queen, you are great. I recognize what you bring to the table. I understand what it is you do. And I understand all the things you do to make what we do work. I understand. I understand. And to know that and to let her know that she, that you know that and that you recognize in that it can bring elevation to the relationship and vice versa and vice versa but you you also have to have that self discipline to say if this person is not doing what you need them to do you need to move on you need to move on because it's it's it's, it's better for you and it's better for them also even if they don't realize it it's better for them it's better for them if they lose you in the process of their folly, then they'll know next time not to. When they find another one like you or they find something similar to you, you know, they'll know how to treat that one. They'll know how to treat them. But it's in their stupidity that they lost the one they wanted. But now they find another one. They'll know how to treat it, how to keep it. So it's a benefit for both parties. But you got to have that self-discipline, that self-love, that love enough to say, look, I'm not going to tolerate this shit. I'm not. And your expectations of your king should be just that of royal standards. Of royal standards. If you if you call him king, you should expect nothing less but royal standards from that man. And vice versa if he call you queen. How he calling you queen but you out there acting like a like a straight up chicken head or whatever the case may be. You acting crazy, you out your element. You out your element. It's about that self-discipline, that self, that self-awareness to say, I know that this is good for me and I'm going to pursue it. Or I know that this is bad for me and I need to stop. I need to stop. So the source of anything material, the source of anything of, of material success in this world, you're going to attain it. By using some form of discipline Some form of discipline Get up Make your dreams Into reality Because that's your power You can do that Stop procrastinating Initiate the process Initiate the process to start And once you start you finish And once you finish You endure you endure 
You keep pushing. You keep getting better. You gain mastery. But don't allow anything or anyone to come and dictate the terms of your success. You're very passionate. You're very motivated, but you're, you're attached to someone that's just lazy. Or you're attached to someone that don't know who they are. So that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is you. Your responsibility is you. You is your responsibility. It is your responsibility. You are responsible for your own happiness. You, no one else, no one else, no one else can make you happy. No one can make you happy. No, that's the biggest lie that has ever been told. No person can make you happy. It's you that make you happy. The person just happens to fall in line of everything you like. And that was by design. That wasn't a coincidence. That wasn't a coincidence. You like the man who spit poetry. You're into poetry and you got a brother who spit poetry, who write poetry, who thinks on another level like that. That's not a coincidence. He makes you happy. You know, he didn't make you happy. He just fell in line in what makes you happy. But it's you that makes you happy. That's your like. All your happiness that stems from you is under your control. You know you more than anyone. There's no one that's near you that knows everything that you do more than you. More than you. That's when I say know the God in you. This omnipresence, this all-knowing, all-knowing. Who knows everything about you? Who knows everything about you? If you're a religious person, you're going to say God. If you're a religious person, that's what you're going to say. You're going to say God. But yeah, all right, because the construct of how we perceive God. Yes, God will know everything about you. But you know who else? You know who else knows everything about you? You. You do. Know the God in you. Know the God in you. I'm not calling you God as being saying, oh, you're God in the whole, in the absolute sense. Know the God in you. If you come from God, if you if, if that's what they say, they say God created man in his own image. If If we come from God, how can we not be of God? How? You don't see a dog you don't see a dog born from a cat you don't you don't see a dog born from a pit bull and say oh that's a feline right there you don't you don't see that a dog bear a dog a cat bear a cat canine feline you dig what i'm saying so how can you be how can you be made in the image of god and not be god how Riddle me that But know the God in you To whatever that means to you To whatever extent that means to you Know the God in you Know the things that no one else knows That you're only privy to You know your darkest secrets You know your darkest passions Desires, fantasies and all that You know those things No one else is privy to that And you try to Pattern your life To fit those things that people and things that can satisfy the things that you want in life 
So you are responsible for your happiness. Don't never put that on someone else's plate and say, oh, you're responsible to make me happy. I can't make you happy. I can't make you happy. I only can make me happy. You know what I'm saying? When you really look at it, you only can make you happy. You're responsible for your happiness. You are responsible for that. So don't put that burden on someone else and blame them and then blame all men because shit didn't work out with with a homeboy that wasn't he, he wasn't shit anyway. But you going you going you going you going to take all the rest of us, you know what I'm saying, and bunch us all in the same category and say all oh, all men are dogs, all men ain't shit. All men ain't shit because of what Scram Boogie did to you. And you knew Scram Boogie was a, was, was a piece of work from the beginning. You knew he was out of his mind. You knew that he wasn't on his potential, that he wasn't on his path. You knew, you knew it when you seen his draws. You seen his draws hanging ha- halfway off his ass. You knew it then. He got a belt on, but his pants is hanging to his knees. You knew it then he wasn't about shit. You knew it. You knew it. And you still decide to get into it, but then you want to blame all men because he didn't reach the standards of what you thought a man was. But you gave him that that credence of being a man. You gave him that honor of being a man. That's what you gave him. You gave him that honor of being a man, but he wasn't deserving of that title. You gave him that honor, but he wasn't deserving of that title. But now you want to blame everybody else because he didn't fit up to the bill that you forced him into. You forced him into that. You know he wasn't about shit. But it's a discipline. It's a discipline. It's a self-love. Self-love and self-discipline go hand in hand. It's a discipline to love yourself enough to say, look, I'm not going to tolerate that shit. I'm not tolerating that on no level. I respect women like that. When I see certain sisters, when I see certain sisters, when they don't allow no man to put their hands on their children, you're not his father. You're not going to chastise him. You're not going to put your hands on. I can respect that in a woman. I can respect that so much in a woman. So much. Things didn't work out with 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 his father. However, that don't mean you're a replacement. You can be a stepdad. I know it may sound cruel. Because you got some great stepdads out there But then you got some stepdads as pieces of shit You know what I'm saying But you got some great stepdads out there So it's not it's not a blanket indictment For all stepdads But the, the fact of That you're not gonna mistreat my child It resonates with me You're not gonna mistreat my child Period And any person who allows another person Another person To just mistreat Their children Right in front of them What that say about you What what do it say So you gotta set standards You have to have a discipline Now yeah I may love this man This man He may He may make me feel Like no other man Has made Made you feel You know what I'm saying But At the end of the day It's a discipline To say If this man Is not in accordance With what I see what I view and, and to protect me and mine, then you got to go. You got to go. And you can't compromise in that. That's the discipline. That's the discipline to be able to cut that shit off 
immediately. If a person shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Most of the times we sit here trying to force relationships. We're trying to force, we're trying to force ideals and you're trying to force people to believe certain things and, and feel certain ways. And you can't. You are responsible for you. If you don't like the career that you're in, then you make moves to get out of it. I've had jobs I hated. I've had jobs I fucking hated. I hated. I hated. I was doing them because I had to do them to survive. However, I'm making plans to get out. No one's telling you to jump out the hall, just quit your job and without no plan. No plan. If this job is causing you stress, if it's causing you grief, if if every time you come from work, you know what I'm saying, you gotta you feeling low, you gotta go get a bottle, or you gotta smoke something just just from being off work, then that that job is not good for you. Eventually, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna weigh down on you, and it's gonna come home to destroy you. So you have to be tr- strategic in the in the sense of saying that okay, look, this shit don't make me happy. This job don't make, it pays the bills, but it don't make me happy. So what I got to do, I got to find something else. I got to, I got to go out and do it. And if you go out and initiate something, it will, it will manifest for you, but you got to start. You got to start my sister. You got to start, start, stop letting that man treat your child any type of way. Stop letting the individuals you work with on your job dictate what, what you're going to do to further yourself. Stop allowing it. Stop allowing it. Self-esteem, self-esteem is about, is about you. Self-esteem is about you. It's the way you view you. It's not the way, it's not, self-esteem has nothing to do with, with how other people view you. This is how people get caught up. When they say you have low self-esteem, that you only you only feeling good when somebody's praising you. You only feel good when someone is bigging you up. This is the only time you feel good. This is not self, this is not self-esteem. Self-esteem is the way you feel about you. How do you feel about your situation? How do you feel about your current job? How do you feel about your current relationship? How do you feel about the relationship with your children? How do you feel about the relationship with your parents? How do you feel about these relationships? How do you feel? How do you feel about these things? And you need to go through these things. If these things are affecting you, these are the things that's, that's, uh, that's causing you grief and strife. You need to address these things. You need to address these things. But discipline, discipline, being disciplined enough to say enough is enough. No, I can't overindulge. No, I got to stop this. That's why a lot of people look at discipline as being a punishment because you feel you're losing something, but you're not losing anything. You're gaining everything. You're gaining, you're gaining long-term respect of self. When you look back at, at the years and you say, I, I, I picked that up and I did it. I fell on my face, 
I failed. You know, I didn't succeed with it, but I did it. I did it. I picked it up. I did it. I finished it. It didn't go out in my favor, but hey, I can say I'm one of the people who did it, who completed it. And that's how we got to look at things, man. We got to look at things in that, from that self-discipline and stop relying or, or viewing people, letting people be the, the motivation, letting people be the motivation on what, whether you do this or do that. If you get enough likes or not, if I get enough Instagram likes, I'll start my business. No, them likes, them likes is going to come regardless. They're going to come regardless. You got to decide whether you want to pursue what you want to pursue. Period. Period. It's time for us to sit down and do some introspection and saying, look, enough is enough. This is what I want to be. This is what I want to look like. This is what I want to feel like. This is what I want to be. And we go. And make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Stop stop pitying yourself with excuses. Stop pitying yourself saying that, oh, it can't be done. I'm too old. I'm too old now. It's never too late. It's never too late because knowledge is so vast. Knowledge is so vast. It's so vast. Just when you think you got everything figured out, here come a curveball to show you that you was absolutely wrong. You was absolutely wrong. It's time for us to do some real introspection and really, really, really change these things that that cause us so many problems in our life. Whatever it is. Whether it's weight, if you got a weight problem, whether it's a relationship problem, whether it's a career choice, whether it's just a personal problem. Maybe you battle with depression. Maybe you battle with depression. Maybe changing things up will help you in that battle. Maybe changing things up, viewing the way you think will change things in that battle with depression. Maybe. View yourself differently. Know, the, know your potential Know who you are We're going to have a word From one of our sponsors We'll be right back Hello This is William S. Peters Sr. A.K.A. Just Bill From Inner Child Press International First I must say We at Inner Child Press Are proud to support my brother Daniel Green A.K.A. Poetic Black And his prolific embracing and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Inner Child Press International offer to you, his listeners and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code Spoken Soul to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at InnerChildPress.com 
And we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you. Yeah, you guys go check out my brother Bill over there at Interchild Press. Very great guy. You know, there's a 10% discount that you can get off all of their publishing packages. Um, if you mention the code spoken soul, remember the soul is spelled S O L S O L. So yeah, if you're a first time writer or you want to produce another book or another novel, anything, just go over there and check my brothers out over there, man. They do good work, man. Give that, get that discount. Who can't use a good discount? But yeah, you guys, man, self-discipline, self-discipline, self-discipline. So I did the four parts for the, for the, for the brothers, then did the four parts for the sisters. This is wrapping up the four part for the sisters. So I think I'm going to do a one more bonus one. <laughs> I think I'm going to do one more bonus one because this topic is so, it's so vast, this topic. And uh, I'm going to do one on accountability, accountability. And that's going to be the next one. But uh, I want to thank you guys for always showing up, you know, from week to week. And I want to give a special shout out to some of the cities that supports the Spoken Soul Sessions podcast. I want to shout out to my brothers in Africa, in Kenya, you know, I got some listeners out in Kenya. I'm noticing that I'm getting more and more listeners in Senegal, you know. So I want to shout out you brothers. I appreciate you brothers for supporting the show, coming every week, listening. You know, I got some new listeners in New Zealand. Shout out to New Zealand. I got some some listeners in um Japan. Shout out to Japan, you know. Definitely in the United Kingdom. Shout out, man. I appreciate you guys. If you want to hear something, you want me to touch on a topic, don't be shy. Hit me up at spoken soul sessions at gmail.com and uh send me send me your comments. Send me your 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 requests. You know, if you if you want to get on the um spotlight where we spotlight some of the poetry of the people out there, you know, send me your poem. Either I will read it or if you send me an audio version of it, I'll play it. But definitely, man, send me your work. I appreciate the love you guys give me every single week, man. Shout out to my brothers, man. All the brothers that listen out on a regular basis. You know, I really appreciate you guys who give feedback. Thank you, Sam. That's my brother. You know, I appreciate you always giving me good feedback. You know, give me good feedback about the episode or whatever the case may be. Shout out to my brother, William Washington, always giving me good feedback. You know, I appreciate you guys. I really do, man. And send me those requests. Send me your comments. Send me your concerns. If you want me to talk about something or you have a concern with something that I said, you know, you know, hit me up, man. We'll talk about it. But uh, I appreciate you guys, you know, and and I want to end this off, you know, telling my sisters that I love you queens out there. I love you. I want the best for you. And I will hope that you will want the best for me. We are in this together. There's a very big effort of trying to make our issues like we have separate issues. You know, you have the feminist movement, you know, no, no, no shade. No, I ain't throwing no shade, but I'm, but I am saying you have them, these different movements will come and try to hijack the concerns that's, that's in, 
that's really exclusive to us us as a people me and you black woman black um black uh, uh black woman black man you know we have issues that's exclusive to us that we need to work out with each other you know nobody else can 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 speak on these things because we experience them from day to day and it's a it's a big effort to keep us apart it's a big effort to keep black men and black women apart because they know how powerful we are together they know how powerful we are together so i want us to understand and realize understand and realize that we need each other we need each other i know that the climate is always saying that oh you know you don't need him girl you don't need him you make your own money you pushing a Porsche. you don't need him no we need each other our existence depends upon it Forget all this material shit that we always driving for. We always driving for this material shit all day long. Oh, I want this. I want the Bugatti. I want the Dugatti. I want this. I want that. Listen, we need each other for survival. For survival. We are an endangered species. Look at look what's going on outside your window. And don't be fooled by the tricks and games of trying to divide us with money. Because that's the first thing they use to divide us. They come with that bill, them dollar dollar bills. You think it's a, it's a coincidence that a lot of the sisters are excelling in corporate America. Black women are excelling in the corporate world and black men are on the decline. Why can't we thrive together? Why can't we do this together? We got to think about certain things. We got things that we need to really think about. We got things we need to really address. You know, it's things that we need to just say, yo, I'm not settling for this shit no more. The time is now. The time is now. It's within your grasp. You want to change your life, queen? You want to change your reality? You want to change what's been going on in your life? It's time for you. You, you to make that change. You to just realize and recognize what it is around you that's causing you to be unsuccessful and have the discipline to address all of them. Address every element and don't be afraid. Remember, the only individuals who 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 don't want you to have any boundaries. In the, any individual that has any type of way or feeling of you having boundaries is the individuals who are benefiting from you having no boundaries. Know what's going on around you. Know that your reality can change at a, at a snap of a finger. Whenever you decide that enough is enough. I love you guys. I love you, black woman. I love you, sister. I love you in all shades. I love you in all forms and sizes. I love you. I love what you represent. I love what you represent. But queen, we got to get it together. I need you to be on that same frequency with me. I want you to hear the tone and the urgency in my voice and know that I'm sincere. I'm sincere. I want the best for you. Remember... I love you guys. Always, always, always speak your soul. And I love you. And I hope you love me too. Peace.